Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Wow. Well, go ahead and be seated, but you stay right where you're at, okay? Ha, 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 ha. Well, I, what's wild is that in the hotel room when I was praying, uh, that's what I prayed out. And, and, <laughs> and there's just a little more we're going to add on to. <laughs> so let's just stay in this flow. Are you guys okay with this? Hallelujah. Oh, let's just close our eyes, lift our hands up to heaven. Oh, Another level, Lord, we've entered in, we've entered in. Another level in you, we've entered in. Another level in you, oh, we've entered in. presence. Oh, for the utterance of the Holy Ghost unction to pray your heart, what your desire is. Oh, God, to another level we've entered in. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And beyond this level are many other levels and many places in him to go. But we've entered a new level a new place in him we go. Oh my. Saying, speaking, declaring. Oh, the heart of God we know. Oh, engaging you we grow. Engaging you, God. <laughs> engaging your presence, Lord. Engaging you. Flows, oh Lord, and we see your will, your heart, your plan. Oh, engaging your presence, oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, we engage you. See, this is what happens, guys, when we get in his presence, right? When we get over in his presence. Um, we'll sense his glory and his power and, and he'll begin to speak to our hearts and we can yield to him and begin to pray in the spirit and revelation will begin to flow. His glory is so in this house tonight. Wow. How many of you can just sense him even? I mean, it's just like, ooh. <laughs> 
Ezalabre derigusta abolosto obere de de. Egrisegando o rovoste dacrigedide congregedide disiste. For there are churches that are called to stand in their rightful place in me. Now this is him speaking. There are churches that I've called to stand in a place that is reverent before me. Many churches start and I've never ordained nor called them to be. But there are churches that I have established and they are of me. And this is one of the many that I've ordained to be. <clears throat> That's what he's saying. And as I was praying in the room before the service tonight, and I saw some of these things kind of unfold that's already happened tonight. I saw Pastor Sean and I saw the office, the call, the mandate on his life. And I heard the Spirit of God say something that I've heard Brother Hagen say. And I think I've only heard him say it possibly one time, but it comes up out of my spirit sometimes when I'm praying, not a whole lot, but tonight it came up when I was praying for your pastor. And Brother Hagen once said this, he said to stand in the full orb of the office that you're called to. To stand in the full orb of the office that you're called to. And I was uh, praying that out and Jerry looked it up. Um, Hun, will you give me my glasses? He looked it up, um, uh, just the, the full orb. I mean, you know, what, what in the world could that mean? And it's an adjective. Having the orb or disc complete or fully eliminated, uh, illuminated, sorry, not eliminated, <laughs> illuminated. Let me put my glasses on, maybe I'll read it right. <laughs> it said, it says it's an adjective, having the orb or the disc complete or fully illuminated like the full moon. So then you take that over into standing in the full orb of the office in which God's called you to. And then I think, wow, it's gonna shine like the full moon. How many of you know how beautiful a full moon is? How glorious it is, you know, to just look at, you just wanna stare at it. And, um, but there's illumination within it. And then you bring it over into that of callings and giftings that are upon people because God calls men and women to stand in the ministry gifts to fulfill his call. This did not just come about by chance. This church, this church family, remember this morning if you were here, what God spoke to me, he said, this church is assigned, meaning there's an assignment upon you, an assignment. That should make you excited because that should let you know there's destiny upon you. There's a purpose to live. There's a purpose for your life. It's not your natural job that you have.
though God has blessed you to get finances, to pour it into the kingdom and to do his will. But guys, you are destined for this harvest that's being going to be reaped. You are destined to run your race in this region and to fulfill the will that he's called you to. And to stand in the fullness of what he's ordained you to. You know, Pastor Jerry and I, you know, I worked at Rama for over 20 some odd years doing the will of God, traveling on the weekends and preaching. I was there for a total of 28 years, serving, serving, doing all that God told me to do and going out and preaching. But when he said to me through a time of prayer, he revealed to me that I was, that my husband and I were going to pastor. I didn't want to do that. I actually rebuked it. And then I felt so bad that I repented and asked God to forgive me for doing that. I said, I know your voice. I know you just said that, but Father, we don't want to do that. And I know we don't want to do that. You know, because it's nice as itinerant ministers, you can jump in and preach at a church and have a wonderful meetings. And then you get to go back to your life and, and you know, and, and it, it, we enjoyed our life there at Rama and what we were doing. But God had other plans. So every time we'd pray, we would try to stay away from praying about the plan. We did, didn't we, honey? We stayed away from it. I remember that night when I sensed that that's what God was saying, I went home and I told Jerry, and Jerry, um, he was like, oh yeah, no, that's not us. I go, I know it's not us. <laughs> and we turned the TV back on because we were watching something. And then I paused it again and I said, but honey, you know, if that is what God would want us to do, this is how we do it. I said, we would explode into a big city. It would be by an international airport. We'd be on the outskirts of a city, but it would be by international airport. And at least 25 people would go with us and we would bombard the city <clears throat> and the plan of God would come forth. It would be a church where the gifts of the spirit were in operation, where everybody in the house would know who they were in Christ. And they would live this life in their neighborhoods, in their home life, in their workplace. And, um, and I, I, and I, I stopped and as I was looking at him and he goes, yeah, that's how we do it, but we're not doing it. I said, that's right, we're not. <laughs> Little did I know I was speaking out of my heart by the Holy Ghost within me. You know, it's hard to get out of the will of God when you're staying vertical. When you're looking to him and staying in fellowship and in a relationship with God, it is hard to get out of the will of God. Are you with me? It is easy to stay in the will of God. Just stay vertical. He'll get your attention. Oh my goodness, will he get your attention? I mean, he completely twisted us completely around and made us realize, okay, we're not just what we thought we were. Now you're telling us you're adding more onto the plate, plus continue to minister and itinerate on the weekends at times. And wow, God, why'd you put so much on our plate? But how many of you know God calls and he equips and he has a mandate and a plan. And it wasn't long to where people were coming out of the woodwork talking to us. Somebody I just preached in prayer school and someone came up to me afterwards outside and said to me, Miss Leanne, are you and Jerry leaving? I said, we've never said anything like that. You're leaving. 
you're going to go pastor a church somewhere. I go, we have never said anything like that. He goes, am I supposed to go with you? I would never tell you you were supposed to go anywhere with me. You've got to follow God for yourself, but we've never said we're going anywhere. He goes, yeah, yeah, you're going. I'm going to go home and talk to my wife because we've got to go with you. I'll come back and talk to you next week. I was like, I walked to my car. God, we've not even told you that we'd for sure do this thing. But I know we've always said yes to your will. Yes to your ways, oh God. I got in my car and I just sat there for a minute. What just happened? Told Jerry what happened. The next week, the kid came back into my office. He's a kid. He's in his 30s. He came into my office. He goes, well, I told my wife that night. She walked into the house from work. She sat down in the chair, began to cry and weep, and, and just shook under the anointing and said, oh, we've got to go help them. Oh, I didn't know that's what they were going to do. And I just looked at him, and I said, we know that some things are stirring in us, but we've not told anybody, and we're not pulling anybody to go with us. He goes, that's fine, but we're going with you. So if you go to Africa, we're with you. So just know, let us know so we can get our passports. And he walked out my office. A few days later, I walked into the kitchen of the prayer and healing center where I worked, my building that I was over. I walked into the kitchen and one of my friends, Philip Slaughter, is sitting there. And he used to sing in the Rhema Singers with me and we traveled in the Rhema Singers and band with Brother Hagen. And he's never in the kitchen. I was like, what you doing over here? He goes, oh, I thought I'd just stop in and eat lunch real quick. <clears throat> and I said, well, he goes, Leah, he goes, I had a dream about you last night. I go, oh, no. <laughs> he goes, no, no. And he looks at me, he goes, Leanne, are you and Jerry wanting to start a church? I go, oh, God. <laughs> and I plopped down in the chair beside him. I said, why did you dream? <laughs> He goes, Leanne, in the dream, I walked in to your church. And you guys, this church was so lit and so big. And there was like electricity in the building, like, uh, like the movings of God, that God had been moving in your midst. And the place was packed and the people were excited. And it was just so powerful. Like, yeah, that's what God's been dealing with us about. He goes, yeah, but he goes, what's wild is Pastor and Miss Lynette were there. I go, they were in your dream? Yeah, in your church. And Miss Lynette walked up to you in, your dream, in my dream and said to you, Leanne, how did you do this, Leanne? And he goes, but then I woke up. I go, great, thanks. I can tell you story after story after story where God was setting us up and all we would do, we were in Georgia. Have I shared this before? We were in Georgia preaching at a women's retreat. And I was praying for the meeting that night that I was speaking in. And it was a few churches had come together and the spirit of God spoke to me and he said, the service is gonna be different tonight. Get ready, okay? And so I sat down and I began to pray concerning the meeting, what he wanted me to speak and say. 
And then all of a sudden, I was no longer sitting on the couch in our suite. I was standing in a building, like an arena, and the place was full. And the Spirit of God said, this is my church, and this is the church I've called you guys to pastor. And then he began to speak to me about the church and how things would operate and how things would be. And I'm crying because I'm seeing this mandate before me, overwhelming me. All of a sudden, I was back sitting on the couch. My body was there the whole time, but my spirit went to where the church was gonna be. When Jerry walked into the room, he had our dinner, and he looked at me and goes, what happened? because I probably had cried all my makeup off and looked freaky weird. And he said, he goes, what happened? And I told him what I'd seen, what I'd prayed, and that God said it was going to be a different night. I got out to minister to the people. And as I was ministering to them, you could hear a pin drop in the house. I'd spoke for 45 minutes. And I was like, guys, we got to stop. And the people just started yelling, no, don't stop. I looked at the pastor that was in charge. He goes, keep going, keep going. Guys, I kept going. The power and the presence of God was heavy like it's in this room tonight. Just here he is, you know. And I kept going. I thought, I, got, I go, guys, we need to stop. No, I look at the pastor. I spoke for two hours. I was like, oh my Lord. And then I because in the in in the in the bedroom in the bedroom in the room when I was praying, the Spirit of God told me there are gonna be many pastors. I want you to call them all out, and they're gonna all sit in front of you and you're gonna minister and you're gonna say different things and they're all gonna react differently to, to my spirit. It's like okay. So it came to that point and I said, if you're a pastor, please come down here. And they came down, and I began to minister to each one of them. And as I began to minister to them, it was different for each one. Some fell out, some got immediately drunk, some began to pray in the Holy Ghost, some just were just shouting and rejoicing, but there was a move, there were words of encouragement, there was a move of God, exactly what God showed me in prayer, that's what happened. And then the Spirit of God said, but there's one more, and it's your husband. And I thought, you want me to lay hands on my husband? He's my husband. But I wasn't operating as his wife right then. I was operating as a minister of the gospel. And he came up so humbled. And I laid hands on him because we were stepping over into, we knew that it, we were going to be pastoring. And the anointing was so strong. And we both got it. Oh my goodness to stand in the office in which you're called to stand in, to run this race. When I was sitting over there, and pastor, you were up here praying, he said, see, this church is like the one I've called you to. It's a church that has been ordered of God. 
It's ordained of him. And the only way that the full fulfillment of what he desires to be done is by us, by us entering in. We can't do what other pastors do. We can't, we can't just do the buildings and the, or the uh, activities that they do to try to bring more people in because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by God's spirit. And when a church is ordained of him, then we have to go this supernatural Holy Ghost flow, the way of listening only to your heart. Do you remember as Brother Hagin used to say, if you're going to pastor a church, you better do it supernaturally. And as you were up here entering in, in front of your people, not holding back, but entering fully in, I immediately said to myself, a supernatural pastor who's not afraid to lead supernaturally. That's who you are, my friend. So I see your church. Oh my, do I see it? <clears throat> it's high to him. God sees it and it's important and it's valued to him. He's called you to this next level. <laughs> and there's many more even within him. <laughs> and supernatural things will be seen. Oh, yeah. You're going to see things supernaturally increased. Yeah. And you'll not be able to hold back from speaking it out when you're on this platform. You'll have to speak it. And your eyes, oh my, are gonna be so open wide to the realm of the spirit. And you're gonna see, uh-huh, that the rafters are filled with angels and the glory of the Lord and the demonstrations of the spirit are gonna unfold. And for all of you that will stay into this fold, in other words, stick in here. Yeah, stay. Today we were talking about the armor of the Lord in Ephesians chapter 6, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this world. And don't you know the devil doesn't want this mandate to happen? He doesn't want you as the body of Christ that's here in this church to recognize how important your supply is to this house. The mandate, the call that he's placed upon you. <laughs> but we are aware and we see and we can't let strife, schism, division enter in. We can't do it. We've got to hold the pastor's arms up in prayer, and we've got to hold up this household of faith. And the, and the goofy little things that would try to stop things, 
that's where you as the body make sure that you're staying vertical in him praying in the spirit speaking the word don't think you know more than your pastors because that's what brings error that's what causes things because if you don't know them they're humble I'm sure they would like to say real quick and easy, oh, I'd love to go serve under another man's ministry and help them run. Oh, yeah. Because it's kind of funny how God does that. He puts people in positions of authority that I know myself, I know Pastor Jerry and me, we would prefer serve somebody else and help them. I did it for 28 years at Ramah. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, we don't have to be in charge, but God wants us to be because he knows he can get through to us what he wants to speak, what he wants to do. And, and the enemy would like to come in with strife and division to try to delay the plan. And it cannot be delayed. And sometimes God will clean house if people don't get in order with what's going to take place. And he'll call somebody else to come take your position and your place of destiny. Yeah. I remember my brother-in-law and my sister, they have a mega church now. They've got, I, I, I don't know, 9,000 members or something. And I remember when God began to deal with them to pioneer that work, to launch a church. They were going back and forth. Should we do it? Should we not? And I'll never forget, I was in our living room there in Oklahoma, and my sister and her husband, they live in Texas, in Colleen, Texas. And my mama was a Pentecostal holiness prayer. I mean, she loved God and she knew how to pray. And she came out of the master bedroom and mama was in her Pentecostal Holy Ghost prayer time. She came out and she Cause see, I grew up with a mama that prayed. And so when I heard her, I looked over at her and I was like, whoa, mama's been with God. And she, you know, and she come out like that and she goes, Leanne. Get, get Chad and Marla on the phone. Because she was so over it in the spirit. So I picked up the phone and I began to call him. I said, guys, mama's been praying and she's asking to talk to you. She got on the phone and she told them. She said, you know, going back and forth. And she didn't, she began to speak it out in English. And she told him, she said, uh, she said, there are many that I've called to do my will in that place. But not anyone has been willing to stick to it and fulfill it and run the race. And I've called you to stand and to do this mandate that's on your life and just begin to speak to my brother-in-law by the spirit of God and said, if you don't do it, I'll raise somebody else up to do it. Because God has a plan and he's got an agenda, but he knows he's got to work through us as vessels. Are you with me? And so we want to make sure 
Thank God my brother-in-law said, yes, yes, we'll do it. Yes, we'll do it. And they stepped out and they went through some hardships, but they obeyed and their church is gigantic, beautiful facility. God's blessed them over and over and over again. Salvations, the altar's full every Sunday. It's amazing. But God said, if you don't do it, I'll call somebody else to do it. So why don't we just make our flesh get in line and just obey God? Don't be a busybody. Don't throw out your thoughts and opinions about everything. Why can't we just live in our relationship with God and love and love the church and love the leadership? Love doesn't talk bad about somebody. Love helps wants to cover anything that's wrong. Isn't that what it says in Corinthians? Love wants to undergird the plan. For this plan, this mandate that's on you guys, wow, it made my heart so happy when I was sitting there because it was like, whew, because God's allowed us to go to many different churches and, um, and some of them have, this, have a similar and you guys, it's like, wow, wow. It's like he put us in the same pot and stirred us up and said, yep, you guys are going to do it. You guys are going to do it, and you're going to do it supernaturally. That's how you've been doing it, but now you've went to another level, and then beyond that are many other levels. And I'm just going to say this. You can take it or not. I don't know if I've said it before, but I don't see you only as a pastor. There are other offices you stand in, and one of them is an apostle. And um, you can let God reveal that to you, or he might have already spoke it to you, or you might have already known some things. But you know, an apostle can operate in many of the office gifts. And, um, but that's how I saw you when I was sitting there. I think I've seen you that way before. But, but tonight it was just solidified even more to me. Um, the call, the call, the call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being obedient to the call in this region. Some might say, but, 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 but we're not as big as the church down the street or we're not this, we're not. Oh, you just wait. You just wait. Your pastor's not about numbers. He's about the plan of God. But from my heart, because for years, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed on that campus at Ramah for God's plan to be fulfilled in the earth. And he's established churches. He's given us ministry gifts, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers to demonstrate and to, to demonstrate who God is, to edify the body of Christ. 
And, and so for years I've prayed and I've prayed for, before we were pastors, prayed, prayed for the body of Christ to be in their place and for ministers and apostles to take their place in this day. And, and I'm sitting here saying thank you because you've said yes to the prayers to the callings of the Spirit of God, to say yes to what he desires, yes to what he wants, that you're willing to say, yeah, I throw caution to the wind. You know, it's just like Jerry and I, you know, we moved to a town we've never been to before. We live in Rockwall, Texas, which is great. It's wonderful, you know, in that area, in that region. You know, later we started realizing, my goodness, that was the first place that Brother Hagen had a visitation of Jesus and God's called us to go to this town, to be in this region. It's right on the outskirts of Dallas. There are 8 million people in the region. And... You know, it's right beside Dallas, which what I had prayed and what I had prophesied to my husband months and years before I knew where. And I said, we're going to be by an international airport, by a big city on the outskirts. And that's exactly what happened. And we've got over 25 people that are with us in our launch team right now. And we've been training them and getting them ready and getting ready and speaking to them. We've got our senior associates, another set of associates. We've got, we've got our children's pastor, our youth pastors, our, our uh, um, outreach directors. We've got worship help. We've got IT help. We've got, oh my goodness, all of our, our head usher. We've got, we, you name it, we've got teachers. We've got preachers. We've got everything. And it's just like we even already have our prayer program going. We've got seven groups that are praying. And it's just like, and we haven't even opened the doors for the church yet. We're a launch team that meets on Sunday mornings when we're not traveling and we're on Thursday night, we do a virtual meeting. But God, because he's setting us up, he's setting us up and he's getting us ready. And guys, I look at you and I'm like, wow. The mandate is not small. The mandate is large. He's called. He's equipped us. I believe some of the things that we spoke about this morning was set up for us to recognize that this evening, be aware of the wiles of the devil. Don't allow him to come in and bring division or strife. Don't allow him. Uh-uh, you can't. Because see guys, we're here on kingdom business. Well, I work at this place and my life is this and my life is that. Yeah, but God called you to this place. See, this is your destiny to be in this house and to pour into this place. Sure, financially to help it run, but in your prayers, in putting your hand to whatever needs to be done. When a person knows that they've been destined, how that God, as we read today in John 15, 16, how that God chose you. You didn't choose him, he chose you. You've been chosen of God. You have divine destiny upon you. When we recognize our destiny and we recognize, hey, there's something more to me. Huh. You know, if the enemy's not fighting you in some area of your life, you might wanna check up on yourself.
because you might not be doing anything for the kingdom that makes him want to attack you. But if you've got some areas that you're fighting with in your family or in your, in your own person or whatever, in your work, in your finances or whatever, that's where you need to laugh. <clears throat> because if you laugh, <clears throat> you know you've got the victory. That means the enemy doesn't like you. I'm glad he doesn't like me because I hate him. He's a person you can hate. Yeah, yeah, guys. And we've got to stand against him. Resist the devil, Paul said, and he'll flee. Resist him, he'll go. Uh-huh. How do we resist him? By telling him and then speaking truth. You know, he can't handle it. Remember the story I told you this morning? When I was in the islands, here I am in Jamaica. We're pr I'm praying with my girlfriend. We're praying out the plan of God for our lives. And all of a sudden, this principality came into the room. And he looked at me. And I didn't have to say, why are you here? I wasn't scared or afraid because I know I'm bigger than he is, even though he looked like to be a big dude. The greater one lives on the inside of me. But you know, the enemy... He knows the anointing because he used to be anointed before he fell. And so those demons that fell with him knew the anointing. And so they came in. That principality came in that room because we were praying in the Holy Ghost, having a time in God. And I knew by the Spirit of God the reason why he came in the room because what are you doing on my island? What are you doing? He wanted to find out what we were doing. He wanted to know what we were doing because he didn't want us to bring havoc to his island. What was havoc to him was God's kingdom, the harvest being reaped in that island. Well, once, once I knew, man, I looked at him and I said, I said, just because you came into this room tonight, we're now gonna pray for this island, the move of God and the harvest to be reaped on this island. He ducked his head and ran out of that room so fast because he knows that I know I have authority. I have dominion over you. You don't reign in our lives. You don't reign. And because my feet are on this island, I can pray out the plan of God and bring down the anointing and the glory of God on this place. And boy, did we do it. And we did it every night. And a move of God has happened in that island. God is moving in that place. Guys, don't you stop what God is doing. Stay united. Stay in one accord. Don't let your mouth speak opposite of the plan of God. Recognize destiny that he's, he's called you. He's equipped you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, that you don't lack in any spiritual gift or endowment. You've got exactly what you need to cause this work to come to pass. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that this is a church that doesn't make the Holy Ghost stay over in a corner in the back room. That you pray in the Spirit. You're not inhibited. But what happens? You start singing in the Spirit. What happened? It set you right over into a place of utterance. And you were able to pray out something. <laughs> See, it's easy. It's easy. You've been equipped to do the work of the kingdom. You've been equipped. You've been equipped. Don't become so devil-minded 
No, I didn't say what I've said to make you become devil-minded. You are kingdom-minded because the devil's under your feet. He's a defeated foe. And you rule and reign in this life. And don't you just want to do his will? Oh, we just want to fulfill his will. We just want to fulfill his will. Whatever you want us to do, Father, whatever you want us to do. Well, let's just read a scripture. We're not going to go much longer, I don't believe. Thank you so much for helping me. Keep going, please. I'll pray for your fingers later. <laughs> All right, let's look at Romans chapter 8 again that we read a, a few parts of it this morning. Romans chapter 8. Glory to God. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Look what it says here. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. Did you hear that? Tonight, we, we definitely flowed by the impulse of the Holy Spirit. And as we flowed with him, it caused us to pursue spiritual realities. It took us to another level. How many of you believe that? In verse 14, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into fear of never being good enough but you have received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. As he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Guys, we are mature children of God. I believe that you guys are mature. Oh, I think some of us might be a little immature at times. But mature believers are, mo are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, are moved by Him. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.